for that lick the best For 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 forget the rest For 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 you getting blessed For 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 that lick the best For 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 forget the rest For 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 you getting blessed Uh can pull up and come get that It's versatile Dinner meals or even quick snacks The best you ever had That there is just big facts And competition tired Like they just sprinted six left For 16 quarters come with four items You can get that A fries, burger, nuggets And a drink come with that The sauces is dripping If you will it then you can dip that Queen Wendy the illest Yeah I said it boy don't forget that Four for four that lick the best Four for four, forget the rest. Four for four, you getting blessed. Yeah. Now, everybody knows bros get thrown in elevators. But what can happen when you mix Twitter with hella haters? They super salty, throwing shade, but would never fade us. How could you blame us? First lady, so windy, seeing paper. They dig the flavor. Our food is better. We serve it greater. That's food savior. Serve it hot like I was. We don't compare, how could you dare? Man, see you later. Wendy. 444, that lick the best. 444, forget the rest. 444, you getting blessed. Dios. Como esta? Esta bien, ¿y tú? Bien. 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 Bien, ¿y tú? Buongiorno. Buongiorno. I don't speak English so good. I have a skit just to be goofy because, you know, like, obviously I watch a lot of Sesame Street. Uh, yeah, we could talk about Sesame Street and shit. That could be like a thing we do this week because we always talk about something fucking random and off the wall. Swami's world. Swami's world. Swami loves his beer fridge and bong hits too. Swami's world. Mm, super Grover. Yeah. Mm. I'm not a weird guy. I'm a super weird guy. Hit this bog, brother. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, kids. Welcome to Swami's world, man. Today... Hey. Today we're going to be learning how to get fucking faded. So here's how we can roll a joint. The number of the day is 420.
Now let's see what Mr. Noodle's up to. What's up, Mr. Noodle? Hi, Mr. Noodle. How do you wash your hands, Mr. Noodle? Wash your hands, Mr. Noodle. Ah, here is a sink with some water. Oh, that Mr. Noodle. Happy, happy dance, dance. Happy, happy dance, dance. When Swami's taking ecstasy, he does a happy dance, dance. <laughs> well, we sure did have fun today, kids. We learned all about getting faded, smoking joints, and the number of the day was 420. Bye-bye. Swami's world is a direct ripoff of Elmo's world. The best thing about the whole Elmo's world bit is uh, the guy who plays Mr. Noodle. He's the uh, dude from the Don't Worry, Be Happy video. And he was also on uh, Legion on FX, if you watch that. Yeah, he's like the bald, nerdy guy or whatever. But there was actually two Mr. Noodles. Yeah. <laughs> now what's going on? Oh! That's Mr. Noodle's brother, Mr. Noodle! His yeah. Uh, yeah. What? There's are, one. My there's one Mr. Noodle. My mom wants to bang, and then there's the other Mr. Noodle. And I'm just like, Mom, you can't, you can't really want to bang Mr. Noodle. He's a mute dude. He's like a, he's basically like a mime, right? Yeah. But well, they call him Mr. Noodle for a reason. I know. I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, he, he, women are already thinking about his noodle when they when he introduces himself. That's fucking awesome. I'm gonna call myself Mr. Noodle. <sighs> That's awesome. My eyes are red. I've been burning. I've been burning. Here's the reason why. My eyes are red. I've been burning. All right, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. What do you call a party with a hundred midgets? A little get together. And joining us from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies, and Lawrence. Uh, Sid Swami here. What's up? <laughs> and a man who's pushing that we arm every student with knives to bring down the likelihood of shootings. John Holt. Hey, yeah, did we ban all the guns yet? I mean, they had that uh, they had that lesbian chick from Parkland just up there crying for six minutes and twenty seconds. So, oh hell no! They haven't come for my guns yet. No, they're gonna have. Man, I really hate to get political, but I'm gonna say for the record, I think what the kids are doing is pretty cool because, like, it may it may be right or wrong based on what your views are. I don't give a fuck about that. But the fact that you know. Kids have always been so apathetic and didn't give a shit. And just to see, like, kids are starting to give a shit about real issues. I remember, like, when I was 16, dude, like, yeah, you could have convinced me to walk out of class just to fucking skip class. But you got to appreciate the fucking community and just the way that the kids are banding together. I mean, it just makes me really proud. Uh, a lot yeah. of people talk shit on millennials, but we're fucking making history, man. See, what they're going to do is every kid's going to have a clear backpack so you can see who's got a gun. 
See, I wish when I was 17 years old, I could have concocted a scam this solid. Because, like, you know, first off, like, there's these five kids from Parkland or whatever. Who fucking knows if they know anybody who got shot or not? But you know that they're going to get into, like, Harvard and Yale and UCL and, like, all the top schools without even filling out a fucking application. They are set for life because, like, every five-year anniversary, ten-year, whatever, you know, they're going to be on the TV getting the book deal and all this other shit. And they're only, like, 17 years old, and they've already completely scammed the system. It's amazing. Just really quickly, did you see that girl who uh, fucking threw up at the march? Like she was talking on the main stage and she just totally fucking ralphed right in the middle of it. I'm against that. Where can we vote for vote on that? Vomit all over a school shooter. That would be the best way to stop a school shooting. I didn't see that, but I did see a meme of, like, some teacher holding a sign that was like, Dear President, your workplace is a gun-free zone, so why isn't mine? It's like a picture of the White House and a picture of a school. It's like, dude, schools are always meant to be gun-free zones, and the White House is, like, covered in fucking guns because the Secret Service is, like, all over the place. And they're all packing. They so have, that like, was a pretty missile funny launchers sign. and shit on top of the White House. I mean... <laughs> Come on, I bet that whole I bet the White House could transform into like Optimus Prime or something. Optimus Prime lives. Our leader is back. Ironhide, Prowl, Hover. I want you three. They're to... not here, Prime. I don't know how to tell you this, Optimus. Prime. Where are they? They're not here. I'm afraid they didn't survive the attack. On they the... died in battle. I'm sorry, Prime. Ironhide, dead. My friends. It seems we're in worse shape than I thought, Autobots. Who do we have left? Wheelie say, I help you today! Who the fuck is this, Autobot? Wheelie's my name! Wanna play a game? No! Uh, Prime, Wheelie's been helping us out for a little while now. Vector Sigma. We use him as a decoy a lot. He can stay and guard the base. Who else do we have? Hey Optimus, it's me, Blurt. It's so great that you're oh, on the show. Shit. It brought you back to life. Now we have a chance against the Decepticon. We never Shut up, Blur. Out of all the Autobots to survive. Fuck me. This is all your fault, Rodimus. Great! Who else is still with us? Yo, this is Plaster Blaster at you. Don't you worry, Jack. You know I got your back. How you doing, Prime? Blaster. Aw, oh, shit. What's up, you motherfucker? Yo, what's the hat? It's been about a minute since I've seen you. For sure. Now that's what I'm talking about. That sign was not very well executed, man. See, I, I just don't know. Like, if I had to grade that teacher's sign, I'd have to give it a C. C minus. Wendy's has got it on lockdown because they just released a mixtape called We Beefin' on Spotify. That baconator go crazy. That spicy chicken go crazy. You can take a fry and dip it in a sauce and still be so tasty. Mm. Them little tweets don't face me. No nope. McDonald's be so lazy. Why? I know the reason you hate me because I'm fast. 
us fools, first lady. It's Queen Wendy up in this thing. Y'all can't be disturbing them things. Y'all too chicken for this beef. I'm a It's like six songs, uh, but they're all like rap songs, food related, calling out McDonald's, calling out Burger King, just like ripping on them. And like one's called like, you know, like sizzling in the grease or some shit like that. Another one's called like, uh, they should have put my boy Spike Cannibals song Ketchup on there, man. That would have been dope. You ever heard that? Yeah. And here it is. Bitch, and for a hot mustard like putting ketchup on my chips, I call it ketchup dip. Ketchup on my Taco Bell, ketchup in my cereal without the milk. Second pancakes, high without the syrup. Instead, it's soaking ketchup in that side and make me terrible. I don't need a producer because I can't afford them. I put ketchup on the mic and then record it. I put mayo on your ass, ketchup on my balls. Mix it together and that's fancy sauce. I love ketchup. Did you know well, that they're coming out with ketchup? In slice form, what they do is they cook ketchup in a, in in an oven until it, it's like a like a fruit roll up type of thing, and then they cut it into slices and package it like cheese, like American cheese, and you can put a slice of ketchup on your on your burger. That sounds disgusting. It sounds so disgusting, but it's selling well over in Europe, dude. White trash people are gonna buy the fuck out of that, man. It like melts down like on your European burger. Thing. Oh, yeah, it sounds weird. It does sound super weird. Okay, I would feel cheated if I was eating ketchup and I didn't get any ketchup farts. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. time I open a pack of ketchup, I'm just like, oh, I'm not getting my ketchup farts. You know, and like ketchup isn't good until it's been farted out of a bottle. And you're like, opinion. oh, we're out of ketchup, and someone goes, no, nah, here, and rip, rips you off a quarter of their their ketchup slice, and you're like, thanks. Dude, dip my fries okay, on speaking this. Speaking of Wendy's, do you guys remember the Wendy's Super Bar that they had like back in the eighties, early nineties? Yeah, bacon. You had you could you could do a baked potato and like load it with bacon and shit and fucking. They had like it was like one third was salad bar. Oh no. One third was Mexican shit. Yeah. <laughs> And one third was like shitty Italian shit. You lacking a sauce? Ah, you lacking a sauce? And it was amazing. And Wendy's is forever dead to me until they bring that back. That was that was awesome. I remember that shit, dude. Wendy's is fire on Twitter too, man. I actually followed Wendy's just because they always fucking like just being savage, dude. Whoever's in charge of their social media is a savage troll, and I like it. Yeah, Dave Thomas is is bae. KFC is coming out with a new sandwich called the Waffle Double Down. <laughs> which is basically a Belgian waffle sandwiched in between two breaded uh, chicken breasts. But it's only being sold in Canada. And I think that's fucked up. They're missing a huge market. The chicken waffle market is huge down here. Oh, hell no. Hey, you think the Wendy's girl, do you think, like, the carpet matches the curtains? Oh, hell no. Yeah, she's a cartoon downstairs. The actual Wendy's girl? Are you talking about, like, the girl that was in those commercials? The cartoon girl was, like, cute, but the actual Wendy's girl was a huge, fat mess. And it's because, like, her dad was, like, a fast food king, right? Yeah. Well, I'm talking about, remember they had those commercials a couple years back where there was like that redhead, um, yeah. which was kind of fucking yeah. annoying, like that one, yeah. Yeah, that's Dave Thomas's daughter, right? 
No, it was an actress. No, not the cute one. The the fat one is the uh, actual daughter, but she was like adopted, just like he was, right? Why do I know so much about ah. that? Yeah, I John, don't know, dude. What does she smell like, John? She smells like chili. <laughs> like a Wendy's cup of chili with frosting I mean, on top. She's not bar. that fat, dude. She just looks like, you know, an American mom. I don't know. Like, all Americans are kind of fat, I guess. Like, I'm fat. You're fat. Tim's fat. Well, actually, John, I don't know, I don't know if you're fat or not because I've never really touched you. Like, you look fat, but I bet, like... I don't know if I touched you. You might just be solid. You might be like a stone pit bull or something. I, you know, I, I actually like had to go in and do this like a uh, fitness assessment thing. And, uh, and I pleasantly surprised myself with, you know, I thought it was going to be terrible because I haven't lifted in like fucking years, but it was actually not, not as bad as I thought it would be. So it was a little bit encouraging. I should really get back into that. And That's right. Make you had it to- so. You had to get physical for the uh, upcoming Lemon Party elections that are coming up. Uh, John is... is yeah, lots of stretching. Lots John, of stretching. John is uh, involved in a lot of movements going on in the Lemon Party. A lot of bowel movements. Uh, yeah, you could say that the uh, movements happen of their own accord. There's just... Uh, you never know when a movement's going to happen at the Lemon Party. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot of movers and shakers going on at LemonParty.org. Check it out. Sid, so Dominaria, we're returning to Dominaria. That's pretty cool. We really loved everything about the set. John, what do you think about the set? Oy, 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 oy. Well, uh, do we want to talk about our fan request, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, first? Or do we want to talk about... So, John, uh, would you rather buy a booster box of Dominaria or take a worked but still pretty snug shot from Hacksaw Jim Duggan's 2x4? <laughs> Wielded by Hacksaw himself, so you know it'll be safe, I, but it's uh, going to hurt. I'm going to take the 2x4 on the condition that I still get that shitty legendary Minotaur promo that you only get from Buy a Box. Well, I mean, it is red-white, uh, and that is USA colors, and as we know, Jim Duggan, he's all about the USA, bro. He like can basically make a USA chant. Hacksaw Jim Duggan could probably go to fucking like Bangladesh and start a USA chant. That's like how infectious that shit is. Do you think? Do you think Hacksaw Jim Duggan um, like went to a hardware store at every place that he wrestled at, or do you think he took that same like board with him on planes and shit? And they're like, what the fuck is with this guy? My theory is that Hacksaw Jim Duggan, before every match, gets ready by kicking down a tree and then punching it until it's a two by four. <laughs> <laughs> proper, proper dimensions. <laughs> yeah, dude, that so, guy is fucking gas. So I, I was looking into it, and what strikes me is that Hacksaw Jim Duggan is an Attitude Era guy, era guy, Attitude Era guy who was trapped in the Golden Age. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is an Attitude Area guy, era guy, Attitude Era guy, era guy, Attitude Era guy, era guy, era guy, era guy, era guy, was trapped in the Golden Age. Oh, he's got the attitude to spread a dude. Shouldn't matter the chatter to scatter your food. This area guy will bury you dry. Era to era now, era to ride. Wear a tear and I scare your eye. 
saw Jim Duggan. This Attitude Area Guy, Era Guy, Attitude Era Guy, Era Guy, Attitude Era Guy. You see a lot of like the DNA of Stone Cold Steve Austin in there, and he's kind of got a little bit better gimmick than like, you know, Big John Studd or Hillbilly Jim or some of the other guys that were just kind of like, you know, white and trashy. So it's it's almost like, you know, he was maybe a decade too early with his whole gimmick and shtick. How fucking, you know, like a two by four just screams bar fight. Like how scary would it be a huge fucking redneck coming out with you with a fucking two by four? You're just like, holy shit. Yeah, but at the same time, he's he's got the American flag in one hand and this fucking two by four in the other. So it's one of the most confusing gimmicks. And, and I also saw. Like it's not even a, he doesn't even care saw. You know the two by four thing. It's literally just a prop. You know, it's not like a mop or any of this other shit where he's like married to it or you know, like he got his powers from a two by four or something. It's just a literal prop. Do you think Jake the Snake? Um, it was ever like, fuck, I wish I had picked an easier gimmick. I gotta walk around with this fucking boa constrictor everywhere. I wanna go out and drink with fucking British Bulldog after the fucking match. I just set my bed on fire a little bit, so sorry about any unnecessary background noises there. That's a shoot. I accidentally spilled my bong bowl. And like, yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> These are new sheets. I'm in so much trouble. <laughs> oh God! Uh. You're gonna spill bong water on your on your bed? Bring it on Monday, motherfucker! I'm coming, coming for you. I'm sick, mommy. USA, USA. <laughs> also, I never realized how much management really hated Hacksaw Jim Duggan, because uh, in my mind he was kind of a bigger deal than he actually was. Like I thought he was on the Hulk Hogan cartoon, but that was Hillbilly Jim. Oh, I love Hillbilly Jim. Yeah, yeah. but I mean Duggan. Duggan did win the first ever Royal Rumble. Everybody loves the Royal Rumble, dude. Yeah, for some reason, I thought the Ultimate Warrior was so much cooler than he actually was. Like, when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, he's got, like, rubber band, like, elastic bands coming off him, and he's just like, I'm crazy like an animal. And then it's like, when I look back at those old videos, it's like, this guy's a fucking turd. Yeah, Warrior yeah. was actual garbage. Like, he was an actual garbage person. But, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. Um, but man, like if you hear like shoot interviews, that's the thing that I'm really into. I like to listen to the, uh, old school wrestling guys talk shit about each other. And like every shoot interview you hear about the warrior, like guys are just burying him. There's like not very many people at all that liked him. Well, he also came out of nowhere, right? I mean, he totally leapfrogged a whole bunch of people. And he would make it a point to fuck your girlfriend. That's what I loved about him. He's so great. You ever like, like uh, wanted to do an ultimate warrior rope rattle while you're fucking? I know I do. So I do it. I, <laughs> I, I do the I do the uh, fucking Goldberg. I spear him into the fucking bed and I'm just like, yeah, get him. Yeah, my my wife unintentionally does the people's elbow on me just about every night. <laughs> 
if they don't tap out, it's not it's not really good for me. You know, if they look like they're enjoying it, it, I don't. How terrible would that be if you just like you know hired a midget referee to hide in the closet? And then when when it's time, he just like runs out on the mattress and is like one, two, or have him dressed like a little cowboy and he comes in with a rope and like hog ties her real quick and then rings a bell and like, you're like what the hell? <laughs> like he comes in with a fucking steel chair match. <laughs> or just have him dressed like hacksaw Jim Duggan and hit her with a two by four. There man. you go. Or actually, it would be like a a one by like two. I loved all those like. Uh, those ladder matches and shit like that because it's like how fucking crazy is it they have like a 15 foot ladder in the middle of a ring they climb to and get the briefcase off a chain or some shit like that it's like the most reckless dangerous shit to be doing in the middle of a wrestling fight Oh, fuck. Oh, no. The stupidest are fucking light tubes like anybody who does light tubes is a fucking idiot Light tubes, man. Daddy? Yep. Like, I let somebody hit me with a light tube one time, and I was just all like, I've really, at that point, I decided that I was going to smarten up for, like, the rest of my life. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm officially done being that stupid. And, like, there's matches where there's, like, a thousand light tubes all over the ring. So uh, Somebody's ass could get killed doing that shit, dude. Yeah, I, uh, when I was at college, I jumped off a second story balcony of my apartment when I was all drunk. We're all partying. I was like, I got this, I got this. But it was a bunch of rocks down there, and I just hit it like a fucking sack of potatoes. I, like, sprained both my ankles. I was, like, fucking walking around with crutches like a fucking moron for a couple oh months. Oh, my God. That was the last time I did stupid shit, like, jumping off of things for fun. See, I, I wonder if the light tubes they use are real light tubes or if they're, like, stunt ones. You know how they have, like, stunt glass and stuff where it, you know, shatters a certain way or it's made out of sugar glass or whatever? Unless it's, like, that sugar glass... I mean, you're fucking stupid for doing that. Like, oh my god. It was terrible. I had like little slivers of that shit stuck in my back for like I was oh, I was fucking w- was pulling shit out for days, dude. I was like, "Oh, I'm so fucking stupid." I smartened up after that though. See, my personal for most dangerous is when they do the uh barbed wire matches like over in Japan and shit. And, like, people get seriously fucked up on that. Yeah, see, they don't do that in Japan anymore. I know what you're talking about, though. It's like those uh, death matches that they used to do. Terry Funk and Mick Foley were over there, and they would do a lot of those. Um, No, dude, I've really been getting into Japanese wrestling lately. It's so fucking cool now because, like, it's presented as more of an athletic contest. So it's kind of like the 1980s, but people know people in Japan, you know, they know that it's a work, but they don't care because they just appreciate the athletic spectacle of it. I think that United States needs more tentacle porn. I'm just saying. Nope. Absolutely I've not. Never nope. seen an, I've nope. never seen an American tentacle porn before. So right. It's a I market there. Like, yeah. Because they don't have no, like there, condoms. There is no and like, it's perfect. Perfect. 3D tentacle porn. That's what I want for Christmas. Well, it's funny you say this because Netflix seriously been recommending me a bunch of their shitty anime. 
because I watched one of them because like I had heard things like, oh, you know, if you don't like anime, this is a good one. So I watched it and it was okay. And now they're just like all over me with all this shitty tentacle porn and stuff. I love tentacle porn. It's so great. John, so did you watch Altered Carbon? I did watch the Altered Carbon. I I sure did. I hate shows that like there's like a body switch or like they'll find like an empty body like later on like oh yeah for the last three episodes that person has been somebody else and you're like how can I erase the last three episodes or like go back and be like all right so you're saying that situation there didn't really mean that it's just so fucked when shit like that happens it's like ah but you read the book did you think it was easy to follow yes um you know what actually it was a little bit uh I don't know, because like I, I was watching with my wife who hadn't read the books, obviously, and uh, you know she was a lot more confused than I was because I think part of it is if you haven't read the books and you're not really kind of uh, prepared for the whole concept of what's going on, it makes it more difficult. But at the same time, like some of it, I was like, wait, what? What the fuck is going? I can't. Uh. Well, like you can change, you can you can transfer your consciousness into another being or whatever and basically you can save your consciousness up to a point and if you die they can download that consciousness but it won't have anything past the point you downloaded it to or whatever so basically i I gotta say that they did do a really good job of you know they're kind of teeing it up for everybody and that allows them to have some really fucking bitching ass scenes at the end there uh like where she's, you know, fighting, you know, I don't know if we're worried about spoilers here, but where she's like fighting the fucking clones who are coming out of the that pods was, one by one and they're all naked. Holy fuck. That was the best shit in the world because it was like the thinnest, hottest chick through the whole show. And you're like, God, I hope I see her naked. And then there's like a hundred of her butt naked, like fighting and shit. And like, she's doing all these crazy, like fucking cool gymnastic moves. That yeah. And it's like it's super so, violent too, because so I mean, you know, they're awesome. clones, so you don't really care. So I was going to say when, when I asked you about it a couple episodes ago or whatever, I wanted to mention that cause I had just seen that the night before and I was like, best fight scene in a movie ever, ever hands down or in a show. Oh, yeah, It's, up there. it's, it's totally like up there. 20 minutes of these naked chicks just coming after this girl. It's so and, fucking And one sweet. of them's got a cyborg arm like that fucking guy in Mortal Kombat, you know? So so she's just like breaking her rib cage and you see it and all kinds of crazy shit. God damn. All right. So I hated the show, but that fight scene made it one of my favorite shows in the world. Best show ever. I want to nominate yeah. that for any award. Yeah, it had its moments. I mean, I'd, I'd probably give it like a, a B minus, maybe B B minus. But we, with the consciousness thing, like, like some girl killed some other girl in a helicopter or something like that, and then like she's like, oh, she said this at the last second. He's like, well, how did you know that? And he goes, she goes, well, I downloaded my consciousness from the plane or some shit like that, so that she had knowledge all the way up into that moment or something like that. You're like, that was just a weird, yeah. a weird way to describe that. She heard that or something. I was like, what the fuck? You know, like it, it's, it's a lot. It comes across a lot better in the book, you know, because you're kind of like reading what people are thinking and stuff. And it's not just visual cues and whatnot, but, uh, but yeah, I think they had a really hard road to hoe, you know, kind of bringing that, to life. I think they did all right. Well, one thing I didn't like is that the 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 main consciousness of the guy was like some Asian like uh like samurai yep. type mm-hmm. warrior. Yeah. And then he's in like some blonde surfer guy 
you know, cop. He's or in shitty RoboCop's body. For right. anyone who hasn't seen it, he's in he's in shitty RoboCop's body. I feel like if the blonde or the you know the RoboCop guy was a better actor, he would have acted more Asian or more proper. Or oh, like he reserved. is. He is terrible because he was. He's actually Dutch or some shit like that, and his big debut was that show, The Killing, uh, that was on some fucking basic cable thing, and he was horrible in that. He was horrible in RoboCop. Um, he was a lot better in this one, but god damn, it's like, who keeps giving this guy chances? I mean, I'm sure he's big in you know, Europe or whatever, but god damn. But he just played himself, which it really kind of detracted from the whole this is that other guy's consciousness in this body thing. You know what I mean? Like, if he was a better actor, oh, yeah. he would have been acting like the other guy through he's, most of the movie. He's totally like uh, Jason Alexander. Like, Jason Alexander can only play George from Seinfeld. If he's in a movie, you know he's playing George. And the same with this guy. I mean, he's just kind of a he's, shitty cop that bumbles. That's his, that's his thing. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Is that how you're going to say it? These pretzels. Do it like this. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. Are making me thirsty. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You see that really weird, like, version of Bye Bye Birdie that starred Jason Alexander? So fucked up. Oh, what? Didn't it co-star Art Vandelay from Vandelay Industries? Vandelay! Say Vandelay! <laughs> yeah. Dunstan checks in. Best Jason Alexander movie by far. Uh, you're not going to get an argument out of me. It's really funny trivia. Uh, you remember that? Uh, they McDonald's- don't make fucking movies with real monkeys anymore. Why don't they do that? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't said anything in so long. And like, <laughs> they don't make movies with real monkeys okay, anymore, let's, though. Let's man. end this like, discussion. Any Which Way But Loose is the best movie with a monkey. Oh. Prove me wrong. What's the monkey movie with Burt Reynolds? It's, uh, uh, yeah. Something in the Bear. Uh, yeah, BJ. yeah, BJ and the Bear, dude. Fuck. That was a good one. Still doesn't hold a candle to uh, Every Which Way But Loose. Just right, The Rock with like a real monkey? That would fucking make millions, dude. I would totally pay to watch a movie with The Rock and a monkey. Best like, 80s just movie. Just imagine Short Circuit. I want Short yeah. Circuit. I want them to come revamp Short Circuit and bring it back and have that Hindu guy who is the co star. Be the main star also, but I want him in a robot suit. And him say, Johnny Five, still alive. Yeah, wouldn't that be fucked up if they redid Short Circuit, except it was like the guy in the motion capture, so it's really a guy playing a robot playing a guy? Like Stephen Hawking. Like uh, There was a, a Netflix a show of a documentary about a garbage disposal. Oh, no, it was, it was Stephen Hawking, I think. It was, it was called... Um, um, uh, yep, he, he's dead, dude. It's not funny. Yeah, right sure. Now. It was funny when he was still alive. It'll be dead, it, or it, he'll be funny like again a couple years. I ago. can't believe he died too. He looked so healthy. You know, the guy just. <laughs> well, you want right, that was shit funny. about you got, you got <laughs> yeah, that was funny. You want to know some bullshit about Stephen Hawking? He was never knighted. Hmm. Like fucking Ringo Starr. Was he British? Yeah, he was British. 
and he got I like fucking uh, know that. Yeah. Did you know that religious uh, people think he's evil? Like this religious girl goes, wasn't he like th- something to do with the devil and shit like that? And I was like, no, he's like a genius. And I was like, oh, because he said the Big Bang theory, and that like goes against God well, yeah, creating everything. Obviously, he was he knew God wasn't real because he was fucking super smart. Yeah, well, he's probably sticking a big old fucking middle finger to God because the guy was diagnosed with that in like his twenties, and you know he lived to be what 60 something and you're only supposed to live like what a decade after you're diagnosed there's ever a guy that was like fuck you god he had all these religious memes where it's like it showed him going to heaven and it's like the stairway to heaven and he's like in his wheelchair at the bottom he's like oh shit (laughs) how's that go again how's his voice sound oh shit you think he could have a better voice by now with all the technologies and shit like i still want to use this one this is my voice no, if, yeah, it's if, not if, even what he sounded like, though. He sounded like, I don't know. Uh, hi, hi, guy how are in, you? Uh, I want to talk to you. Hello, well, the, everybody. I am sound here. like in Siri or something like that. I mean, that's his thing. You know, that's what he's known for. He doesn't want to sound like Yeah, he sounds sound like Apple. He sounds like an Apple computer when you, like, make it talk. You yeah, got like mail. when you uh, words into Excel and do the voice thing. Tim, you can't you can't talk like a computer. You can't, you sound too much like a human, man. I want to be like little John, be like, yeah, okay, big bang. What, if, what what? What if Tim's actually a computer trying to sound like a human, trying to sound like a computer? No wonder nobody fucking listens to this show, man. <laughs> 60 minutes of shitty computer noises right here, folks. <laughs> the thing is, we all know that I'll make it sound funny, but like when we record it, people are like, what the f-? Like, I, whenever we have guests, we're, like Sid and I just start rambling off and shit. They're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we'll make that funny. That's a Comic Cola commercial. They're like, what? <laughs> Could be like uh, Morrow's looking to replace uh, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> I. Should we advertise the show? Maybe we would get people to listen. But I felt like if we got listeners, I, you know, we. I think the less attention, the better. It's like one of those things. Like it's it's like drugs. You know, drug dealers don't advertise. If you want it, they're gonna find you. So yeah, I think it's bet like the less people that listen to our show, the better. Because if we attract Watsy's attention, it could be pretty bad. You know, you guys heard about Unsleep oh, yeah. Media that he was able to settle out of court. He sued Watsy. For the value of his online collection, and they gave him the money. What's that worth? Oh, it had. Oh, I don't know. Decent amount of money. I mean, you know, ten thousand dollars. What do you? What do you? You know, I've got a little. uh, uh, What about defaming him and ruining his channels? But he probably made his channel (laughs) their channels bigger. Well, of course they settled because they didn't want to take it to a jury or a judge because. You know, how are they how are they going to explain this, you know, to 12 jurors? You know, how are they not going to side with a guy who is going up against this major corporation and taking things of value from him? Yeah, it's like. But yeah, now now if you make magic content, though, they've like come out with a new agreement. Um, I guess we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, what were you saying about Unsleeved, Tim? So basically, Magic and Ash is going to have a new agreement. So if you download or listen to our show, um, you will have to send Sid Weed and uh, give any of us blowjobs when you see us if you're a girl. 
No, you can uh, only download and listen to our show if you make a little video explaining that you're transgender so we can get away with it. There we go. So, yeah, it's probably good that we save the magic talk for the end just in case, like, Watsy decides they want to listen to our show and just see if we have anything <laughs> to do with magic. It's like in it's like when the FBI is tapping somebody's phone. If if you don't talk about magic for five minutes, I've got to click off. So you're allowed to use their IP now. Um, you know, you can uh, use artwork from the set uh, or artwork from cards, um, shit like that on your stream. Uh, you have to uh, label everything as fan-made uh, content or uh, you have to put it out as free content and you're allowed to have sponsors but it can't be anybody that's in direct competition with Wizards of the Coast and uh, their sponsorship can only be uh, recognized as like part of the stream so say like <clears throat> our boy Waya was sponsored by Rocket League or something he wouldn't be able to like have his magic stream as uh, also a Rocket League stream. He would just be like, oh, yeah, uh, the stream is brought to you by Rocket League, you know, that pays for, you know, the bandwidth video cameras, lights or whatever. But you can't stream that game on there now. It, there's a lot of crazy shit in it. And I think that they're just doing it so that next time they want to fuck somebody over like Jeremy, they have like their legal ducks in order because it's like absolutely ridiculous, dude. Well, part of it, too, is they're betting that you're not going to go to court. You know, they're betting that you're not going to spend the time and effort to challenge any of it. Um, and if you do, they're just going to fold because a lot of this, it's just going to f- it's it's not going to fly. And, you know, they're not the only ones that are fucking around with this kind of thing. So we'll probably see a little bit more of this before we see less of it. Well, Wizard of the Coast, I mean, people will sign away their life on any user agreement. So you're dumb for not putting that shit in the fine print. Absolutely confirmed. You know, people will sign their soul just to start playing the app or the game or whatever. It Like, I've never read any of those ever. User agreement. What? You know, actually, technically, by, like, opening a pack, you're actually uh, uh, signing away some rights because you're consenting. That's what I tell all the girls that come over to my house. It's by entering, yeah. it's consent. It's, it's, it's consent. All right, so I think what we should do since that, you know, we can start using images, uh, but we don't want to get banned by wizards. We should start a stream set, and we'll call it Wizards of the Inland instead of the Coast, and we will make like a fake wizard stream and with spoof cards and spoof news just mimicking what Wizards is doing. I think that's fucking funny. That is a pretty dope idea. Uh, they just opened the MTG arena closed beta to stream as well. I, you know, I've been pretty much in on that since, uh, I don't know. I guess rivals of Ixalan came on there around that time. And, um, I just can't believe that they're willing to let people stream that in the condition it's in right now. 
Well, I just got my uh, yeah, membership right. to the beta. I got my access to the beta. I haven't played it yet because I have to edit me edit the show that you guys are listening to. Subscribers, yeah. you might not even want to play it, Tim. Like you can't draft yeah. on it. Um, and the it's constructed on there. Yeah, the constructed on there is just best of one games. There's only four sets that you can use right. cards from. I only like playing one game. So I think it's going to really suit my needs. I, I'm like, that's enough magic for now. Um, so I'm well, gonna... I think it's it's really tough. And, you know, I was in on the beta oof, a little while ago. And uh, I think it's tough to see from what they've produced so far how Arena is going to solve the biggest issues that people have right now, like not really being able to play Commander and, you know, some of the ways the software just interacts. I mean, it's you can't do Modern yet, can't do Legacy, can't do, uh, oh, what's that one weird one called where you have like a 60 land deck and you drop and you draw cards based on the mana cost. You can't do any of that stuff right now, so lots of work to be done. I thought the biggest complaint is you couldn't have an avatar that was neither male or female. There was no, like, avatar that was with no sex. Well, there was at first. Your avatar was a skull and bones uh, when I very first started playing it. But then they did an update that switched it to Hawatli. And now with the newest update, your avatar has been switched to Engrath. Yeah, this is what the people want, right? I mean, I, I think it's pretty fun. I like playing the app because, like, I put it on tablet mode on my laptop, and I can play it with my hands. Um, I keep full control mode enabled because I noticed, like, early on, it'll skip some stuff. Like, there's stuff that you can do sometimes on there, and they won't let you do it. Like, for example, yep. uh, treasure map. Treasure map... Uh, you can't activate it on your upkeep unless you have full control enabled. They just go straight to your draw step. And, you know, sometimes you're flooded and you want to like scry lands to the bottom with treasure map. So, um, I don't know, man, uh, people are being really harsh on it. And it seems like some people are having really a difficult time learning how to interface with it. Like I was watching Frank Lepore's uh, first impressions video of it earlier this week. And it was like literally trying to watch my dad play a fucking video game, you know, like <laughs> obviously like, okay. So obviously my dad knows how to play, let's say uh, bingo. But if you've set him down in front of video game bingo, he would be completely fucking confounded. And it would just be like the most frustrating thing for everybody involved. And that's what it was like. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like Frank Lepore, you know, he may have sexy salt and pepper gray hair, but he's not like a, he's a gamer, dude. Like he should understand it should be a nice clean interface that, you know, he can get down with. But even he was having some difficulty with it. Well, this thing's been in development for like, what, two, three years, something like that. They sure don't have a lot to show for it. When I came back to Magic, like, I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago or whatever, I remember logging on to Magic Online and being like, this looks like fucking Windows 97 or like fucking some bullshit, old school shit. And it's like the interface looks pretty much the same on MTGO as it did then. And it's like... I can't imagine a new player logging on to it and being like, wow, I want to spend money on this. 
Like when I first played MTGO, it was still V3. And I know what you're saying, dude. It like oh, yeah. it looked even worse than Windows 97. It looked like I don't know, some kind of fucking program on DOS or like NES or something like that, you know, like it was really fucking bad. But uh, as far as an actual magic playing experience goes, you know, like I've always been an advocate for MTGO. I think it's um, the most authentic and competitive way to play magic like on a video game. I think it's for now way more authentic than fucking uh mtg arena because mtg arena is in a place right now where you've got this weird kind of format that's like uh amonkhet ixalan block constructed uh and best of one games there's no sideboards so it just feels like it doesn't feel like magic yet and then when you play at the shop I found like sometimes like I'm really fucking, I guess, OCD about certain things. And like, I I remember at our shop all the time, we'd fire like pods of like nine or 10 people in a draft, or maybe sometimes a pot of like six people, you know? And it just always, the decks were always shit whenever you did that, you know? (laughs) And like, I just like I hated that man so to me if MTG Arena can't be a better experience than MTGO and I don't think they're ever going to get modern or legacy or commander or tiny leaders or any of that dude it kind of hit me while you're saying this Sid but MTG Arena right now is exactly what that stupid fucking new uh, singleton format that they came up with for standard is Oh, I heard about that. I haven't, I haven't played it or anything. Um, but I don't even know what that is, dude. What, what do you even? Is that okay, the brawl so, thing? Yeah, the brawl. It's pretty much commander, except you have a forty life total, and you use standard decks. And there's also some restrictions on who your commander can be as far as color identity. But, but yeah, it's it's pretty much. Um, pretty much exactly what's happening on arena right now nah man because the cards that are banned in standard are on arena like you can play ramanap red with yep. real fucking ramanap ruins and rampaging ferocidon and fucking just make people miserable on arena right now you know what though like you were saying that it's that you know, MTGO is the more competitive playground. And it's because there's money at stake, you know, and and people will play better if there's money at stake. And that's what I didn't like about Cockatrice and all these other these other programs that are free is you get on there with assholes that are fucking around with bullshit decks or whatever. It's like, I'll never see this deck oh, at a yeah. GP. You know what I mean? It's like, this isn't helping me get better at magic. Whereas MTGO, people are trying to play their best. They're getting ready for that tournament, that GP, that whatever. And it's like, I don't know if MTG Arena will ever be that. Because it's too public. Too Well, if they get rid of MTGO, then it has to be. I guess. I think they'll come out with a new program where... I don't know. I think they have to have something for... 
Yeah, I don't like a think trainer. they would get rid of MTGO, man, because there's no way that they're going to be able to program every fucking card in existence into MTG Arena. Well, I just know, don't a, think it's ever going to happen. Arena like, is you're just going to be able to play standard for MTGO. I mean, it's supposed to be the replacement. But, you know, I, I just don't know if they're there. I don't know, like, if it was a grand idea and they realized it was too hard or tough or they can't make the transition. Anyway, it sucks. I don't see it being that much. I mean, it'd take a long time, maybe, maybe a year. But it's like, if you think about it, how many sets have they had? Not a million. I mean, it wouldn't take... But the, it's, it's all just text, though. I mean, you know, from a programming standpoint, it's not really... You know that terrible, especially because I'm sure there's some kind of like master file or whatever for every set. Yeah, MTGO you know, probably has a lot of that shit already programmed. You could probably transfer a lot right. of that shit over. Yeah, there's like I mean, fifty thousand distinct cards that have to have. You have to like have a system that basically has an interaction for all of those cards. We're talking about, I don't know a trillion different fucking interactions possible probably even more i'm probably lowballing at a trillion i just don't know dude i don't know all so basically as a programmer you have all these zones and then when a card is played it will affect each zone and in each zone it'll have you know you know 50 different commands that it could do in each zone and that could affect different zones and then it's like you just program it out say it's easy it's easy this is simple programming shit yeah Piece of cake. We got this. Magic and hash. We're on the, we're on it. Yeah, hire us wizards. We certainly can't do any worse than Arena. Don't hire me. I don't know shit, dude. You can hire me for like no, fucking knowing, your PR or something. Knowing anything about how to program has not been a requirement to work on online magic for a very long time. Got him. Yep, I got him. Okay, so I heard there was a new set coming out. Oh shit! I see. That's why I've been like nimbly trying to avoid this because John, I like Dominaria. I think it's gonna be sweet. And like, you're about uh, to take a big fucking hot steaming shit all over it, and I'm just uh, like gonna be so sad. Okay, man. Like, I I kind of think that in a vacuum it's going to be pretty decent um you know pre-release is going to be tight by the way if you're listening to this before dominaria pre-release sid swami is going to be gunslinging at tim where are we doing pre-release uh man see i told you you should have had an abortion but no what i was saying is pre-release is happening uh where are we going to pre-release we're gonna go to the atomic goblin games where all your dreams will come true in the alleyway blowjobs hand jobs and blunts for all and um so basically sits coming up for 420 bash and anybody can meet us down in denver on 420 we're gonna have uh, pockets full of blunts we're gonna go check out some festivals and some stuff that's going on some music that's going on in da- downtown denver and we're gonna have a blast we're gonna go pre-release record a live podcast on saturday sid i got a, a schedule lined up for you buddy well this is also oh, gonna be my vacation so i also want to chill nope. if that's at all possible nope. <laughs> you can do it while you're meeting and greeting 
Yeah. Okay. Well, oh that's cool, man. As long as, as long as, you know, like I don't have to stand up that much should be fine, but yeah, we'll be gunslinging. So pre-release is going to be dope. This is like the pre-release I'm stoked for the most maybe ever because I'm going to be at fucking atomic goblin in Colorado. It's going to be sick. Now we make everything sound massive here on magic and hash, but it's, you're going to be so underwhelmed. So it's <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I I just like want to get my hands on this set, dude. And mostly, I just want to battle you. I just want to like own your ass because I know you're gonna play some fucking shitty mono red deck, even though you didn't like you didn't even have enough cards. You playing like fucking no? He's good. He's we're gonna be playing sealed, John. So he's gonna build like a mono red deck and sealed, and I'm just gonna fucking wreck his face. See, I'll put cards from Masters 25 in there, and people won't know. They won't know. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Timber pack wolf bitch, boom. Have you drafted a two color deck in Masters 25 yet? I don't know. I don't like doing that. I did at the shop, and I lost. So I think mono is the way to go, no matter what you do. You're chuck. All right, we're ready for your okay. pile now, John. I'm done stalling. I'm done stalling. Okay, he's, he's done stalling. He's ready to have his dream shit all over. Okay, number one first impression. Um, the complexity of standard has been an issue for a little while now. Morrow has even said it's an issue, and they're trying to tone down the complexity. Holy fuck if this isn't one of the most complex sets that has ever been released. Agree or disagree? Well, I think that the sagas with chapters is... Is, is pretty easily is yeah yeah I guess and there's all these legendary rules and legendary creatures and it's yeah. gonna, it's gonna get wild. On on top of that, we've got some major time spirals was way more complicated. Just saying, uh, I I'd probably say it's up there with time spiral. But on top of that, and what might push it beyond time spiral is you simultaneously got huge changes to. Uh, the way the rules are with uh, Planeswalker Redirect and uh, a couple other little tweaks and stuff. So there is going to be confusion out there, uh, especially about the new rule shit. I mean, if you're a judge or something, mother of God, please brush up on this so that you can help people for the uh, sealed and pre-release and all that. What came after Time Spiral? Wait, what block or what set what came set? after Time Spiral? Or block. Okay, so the Time Spiral block was Time Spiral, um, I believe it was Plane Shift and Future Sight. Um, so that, I, don't quote me on the name of that second set, but I, I want to say it's Plane Shift. So well, yeah. What I'm saying is like they had all these crazy mechanics they're like, oh, yeah, from future cards, here's one card that this is the only card that uses that mechanic. And they have all this crazy shit. And then then, then they go to, the, like, the board meeting, like, the next time for the next set. They're like, all right, anybody got any ideas? And they're like, fuck, we just used all our ideas on the last shit. Um, how about banding? Let's bring back banding, I guess. Fuck. But anyway, I mean, this... Kaladesh was pretty complex. Uh, Shadow, well, not Shadows, I guess more Eldric Moon was pretty complex. This blows complexity out of the water for anything seen in Standard recently. And it's going to be around for a while, and holy crap. I mean, it's there's going to be a lot of issues moving forward, I think. 
And the opposite of that is maybe it's so complex and maybe some of these things are so one-off for this set that we're just not going to see them. Uh, yeah, buddy. So, John, what are you gonna looking forward to playing Standard then after Dominaria hits? You going to play Saga, Mono Sagas? <sighs> God almighty, you know, I had really high hopes that this would, like, bring me back in to standard, but, I mean, I'm still just a little bit, like, I just don't want to play standard. You know, I don't want to do it with this freaking set. I dislike it that much. I agree, and it's like, when was the last time that I felt good about going down playing standard i used to love it i used to like be like watching the tournaments and like being like this card's gonna spike i need to pick this up i just know that this is you know a net decking bonanza there's going to be some amazingly powerful decks that come out of there there's going to be no solutions to them it's going to be these extraordinarily expensive saga cards and legendaries that are going to be in this thing and it's it's just not going to be fun i mean this is a set where you're literally going to be able to buy victory um and I thought maybe we were over that, and I thought maybe we had learned from uh, Return to Zendikar, but apparently not. I don't know, bro. I'm pretty excited for Standard. I'm going to fucking play Green Red Monsters with Lot of War Elves. It's going to be fucking sweet. Yeah, that's something else. How fucking pathetic is the state of Standard that people are jizzing their pants over Lot of War Elves? That's like the most anticipated card out of this thing. Holy shit. Well, when's the last time that we had a one mana dude that tapped for mana like uh, ah. M14 Arbor? Elf? Yeah, dude, it was like Theros. No, it was Elvish Mystic. Yeah, uh, Homeboy's right, dude. M15 Elvish Mystic. That was it, right? Yeah, and then um, so but like that was always. Green Ramp was always a mainstay in Magic ever since I started. And it's like when they took away the one mana guy, I was like, who's going to play like a two mana mana dork? Like, no one. Turns out yeah. a lot of people, Servant of the Conduit is like, you know, even after they banned all of his fucking friends in the energy deck, he's still just him and fucking Hydra are still making it happen in standard right now. Uh, I like. I miss Sylvan Carrioted. The hexproof was so dope on your mana dork. It blocked like for days. Yeah, and uh, just let me also say one of the other changes that I think is so fucking stupid is the change to the way that black uh, deals damage to its owner. Oh my god, this is so fucking dumb. And I was a little bit more excited for mono black because it looks like mono black's actually got a chance here. But I mean, just ah, uh, why? Well, I think they just are getting rid of the word lose life. Like, uh, so for for now, like, say a card bump in the night would be changed to three damage. Like, uh, three damage to target player instead of target player loses three life. Um, I don't know, man. I like the, I like the way... Lightning Strike looks good saying deals three damage to any target. Like, it just looks clean, dude. And when it asks you, like, pick any target, you know, on your MTG Arena or your Magic Online, it's going to look good, See, dude. Like, here's, people are going to like that. Here's what I don't like about it. Because it's kind of, to me, it's the difference between, you know, placing, you know, negative counters on something versus dealing damage. You know, so why not just get rid of... Why not just get rid of instead of, 
you know, put negative five, negative five on there, then, well, we think it's clear if it's just like, well, does five damage that gets around hex proof and blah, 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 you know, it, it's really kind of closing off this segment that I think could have been explored, you know, when you're losing life. I mean, life is something that only the player can lose, you know, nobody else can. So now we can't fuck around with it. It's just damage to you. We get rid of part of black's color identity because fuck black. We've got to do better things for blue because why not? Ugh, I hate it. John, you're forgetting that wizards is a social justice company. They don't give a fuck about the game or the mechanics of the game. <laughs> it's because it says lose life. There's so many nerds out there that are they want to kill themselves and they see that on a card and they're impressionable. They're gonna go lose and there's one like, life. There's a whole shit ton of cards out there, you know, that prevent you from losing life, right? So I guess now they're all completely worthless since there's no way to lose life anymore aside from, you know, previously printed cards. Well, you lose life by taking damage. So like the damage wouldn't be prevented, but your life total would stay the same. Like if you have Platinum Imperion out, like you said, right, like yeah. your life total can't change. That's still that's still the same. Um, you know, like a Rakdos. There's a white card hug for one white, and it says every opponent gains one life, or every player gains one life. And it's it's good because that hug gives me purpose. Keeps me playing. Is this one of your uh, ideas for a card for our stream that where we like make fake stuff? The great designer search for. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I think um, it's stupid. I think it's retarded. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I feel like I still have a boner and you haven't properly thrown cold water on it yet. So I'm going to make another okay, pro well, dominaria argument. Um, I think that the legendary stuff is pretty cool. Um, I think that, uh, it's a design space that, uh, was underexplored. They did it in Kamigawa and I think that, uh, Mark Rosewater, you know, cause he hated Kamigawa so much, uh, was like, Oh, well that's just stupid. So let's never do that again. And, they're just like, Mark, why haven't we done this yet? Uh, haven't, why haven't we done this again since, you know, fucking 12 years ago? And he's like, oh, I don't really remember. Well, wasn't the biggest card um, like Giant Spider? I mean, what's the best card in Dominaria? Nothing good, right? Uh, Define good. There's so many fucking cool cards in this set, dude. Well, I mean, the original Dominaria, they didn't bring back their, you know, standard two fours. They're pretty average. Well, original Dominaria is everything from fucking Alpha up to Mercadian Masks, right. I think. So, you know, a, a shit ton of great cards came out of that, Tim. Lightning Bolt, Black Lotus, uh, <laughs> him to Turok, uh, <laughs> you know, like... Just like, just like, oh, so many great cards. Rushadon port, Caracas. Really, I mean, nothing good. Pfft. Just no good creatures, really. There, yeah, there's real. No, there's no good creatures from back in the day. You're right. Um, except for like, I guess Merit Lage is technically from Dominaria, and that that's a 
Dominarian like character that is in a good deck, right? He's in lands. Lands is sweet. Rats. Mono rats. Okay. Well, here's another beautiful hit on it. The planeswalkers all suck fucking balls. Yeah, but haven't they for a while? Like, when are they gonna come out with just a planeswalker that's like a regular rare? Like, why do the mythic rare slots have to be wasted on planeswalkers now? Because like they just haven't been good in a long time. And how come there's only like two or three good cards in a set, and then all the other rares and mythics are just garbage? And you're like, I wouldn't even draft. Well, that. that's because we have the print rarity, and you've got to have so many slots in this and that. And we look at a card and we say, well, what about the flavor of it? And what do we do with this and that? Though? We don't want players to open up any value, so we got to put a lot of crap in there. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I get it, dude. Like the, the mythic rare thing when they first came out with it. They wanted to put the Planeswalkers at Mythic Rare, but when you think about the first block that had Mythic Rares, right? Look at the Planeswalkers from that block. They're all pretty fucking sweet, except for maybe the Sarcom uh, Planeswalkers. You got a Johnny Vengeant, Elspeth, Knight Errant, Nickel Bolas fucking Planeswalker. Uh, I know I'm forgetting one uh, that was sweet in that. Chandra Jays. Well, no, this was in the um, sh- the the first set that Mythic Rares was the Shards of Alara block. Oh, Tezzeret. Yeah, that's who I was yep. forgetting. Like, those were fucking sweet Planeswalkers, you know, besides Sarkin. He was not sweet. But, um, like, what's the rule that every Planeswalker has to be a Mythic? Like, why couldn't they have made the Sarkin Planeswalkers you know, just Marvel rares? Gets- Maro gets asked this all the time on Blogatog, and you can tell it annoys him because he answers the same fucking question all the time. And his answer is always like, I don't think we could design a rare planeswalker or a common planeswalker. It's not possible to be designed that way. And it's like, no, you could do it. I mean, like, fucking Tybalt was a common planeswalker if there ever was one. There was nothing uncommon, rare, mythic rare about that son of a bitch. Well, no, I disagree. Like, Tybalt... Not a mythic rare, but a rare, sure. Um, not an uncommon, though. I mean, he does insurrection. The ultimate um, Tybalt is like a game-breaking effect, dude. And if you have the right deck that can play well with Tybalt, like some kind of red prison deck or whatever, then red that's prison? a game... Yeah, like uh, Blood I... Moon and... Um, you know, yeah, like Blood Moon yeah, and Snaring yeah, Bridge, gotcha. yeah. or like a black red something destroy everybody's lands, be a fucking total yeah. obnoxious okay, asshole. Well, you know? I like that idea, John, of having a set that has like probably seventy percent planeswalkers. So instead of creatures, oh Jesus, it's like you go to like a uh, a. Uh, a plane where there's like all these wizards dueling or some shit like that in the storyline. And then basically you draft all these common and uncommon planeswalkers that, that have like mediocre effects or whatever, but can their ultimate can put out a six, six or fucking some shit. But then you can start taking over the game when you have all these planeswalkers and shit. It'd be like, it would totally, you know, work that design space a little more. Well, you know that's never going to happen because Morrow hates planeswalkers and he hates them because Richard Garfield didn't like them initially. So, 
He's eating lasagna and he hates Mondays. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of, so if you want this shitty ass car and it's pre-selling for like thirty-three bucks, what the fuck, man? Who? This is not a thirty-three dollar card. Well, I think that it's gonna go into a lot of decks, dude. So every every mythic rare is way overinflated at its pre-sale price. But to say that this card is not gonna get played in standard is just wrong. Yeah, and I think. Well, I'm not saying it's not going to get played, but you know, is this a $15 card? Is this seriously a $15 card? Let's cut the price in half. Well, pre-sales are always inflated. It'll settle down. Yeah, it's way overinflated, but people are going to play this card. It's going to be more played than either of the planeswalkers from Rivals of Ixalan. Like, neither one of those planeswalkers are seeing any play right yeah, now. Sure. And if I remember correctly, that Engrath, the flame chain, he was like around the same price at pre order. It's just like completely outrageous. I remember um, I opened uh, a Sahili Rai, and this is before the. Um, cat deck tap cat yeah the tap cat deck came out and that's like the only time i've seen a uh planeswalker well i guess chandra at one point too but she's cut her price has kind of calmed down now too but that's the only time i've ever seen a planeswalker basically be worth more than what the pre-order price was like when Innistrad was about to come out and they spoiled Liliana the Veil. That was like fucking $70, $80. Well, Gideon, the Ally Zendikar was, went up to like 40 or 50 bucks for a while. Okay, we're, get, we're, we're, we're getting off track here. The Karn card is shit. You know, 30 bucks is still a pretty decent discount, you know, off the usual pre-release Planeswalker hype. You know, it's probably going to settle somewhere around 10 bucks, I think. Because that's probably where it's priced at, which just leads me to more conclusion that this set is shit. You know, you're pre you're hyped for the other two planeswalkers. They're like around seven to nine bucks each. Holy fuck! Yeah, there's just so many crazy legendary creatures. I think this is again another set for for commander players. And then like Masters twenty five was kind of oh, this is gonna be great for for commander players. Why are commander player, players getting so much love? All right. I don't I don't play commander. But I mean I'm sure it's cool. I'm sure it's cool. What do you win? Another beer. A lot of people play commander though, bro. A lot of like people a play commander. A lot of people play commander. Well, you're so, not yeah, you're not really playing to win. You're just playing to hang out. That's something that like a lot of people don't understand. And I've, I think I've pretty much gone on this rant before, but uh, actually learned this from a guy that is kind of a, kind of a fucking enemy of mine, but he was a really good friend of mine. And uh, he would always get so fucking pissed off because people just would show up. Like we had a commander league, and like, you know, people wanted to win the Commander League because you got like a cool play mat or something like that at the end of it if you won. And like it just pissed him off because he's like, nobody's here to just hang out. Like everybody's here just to fucking win, you know? And I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? But then the more I thought about it, it's like, yeah, like, why are we playing Commander if not just to hang out? When I got back into Magic, I started playing. I went down the shop, 
and I felt like a fucking dumbass. There's so many rules, so many shit like that. It's like, don't think that has anything to do with magic. Well, I mean, yeah. but you your initial thought is i need to get better i need to get better i i don't want to lose and be treated like a fucking moron i want to like get really great and then you see commander and you're like wait so you're not trying to win you're just trying to do something fun or cool and like it's like i don't know i was listening podcasts and trying to like get better at magic and then then I like built a commander deck that wrecked people, and I was like, "Well, I don't know. I don't know how to do casual. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me." This is the point in the podcast where Tim and the Swami are both so fucking high. All right, ah! so this meatloaf is, looks like it's turned. Let's wrap it up and save for later. No, oh, I'm not done shitting all over. I am not done shitting all over this, but you know, uh, you know he's like, "Don't you rat me, motherfucker!" Going into yeah. some kind of you know fucking. Oh, but when I was first doing Commander, which has nothing to do with this shit ass set. Well, okay. I think what he's saying is that he's not. He's starting to not be hyped for this set because it just looks like stuff for Commander. But I disagree, man. I think there's a lot of cards in this set that are going to be good in competitive formats, man. Yeah, no. not, not I mean, there's, there's like one or two that are kind of callbacks and they kind of interact a certain way, you know, and that makes them decent. But uh, there, there just isn't anything in here that I think is really going to make a dent in Modern or Legacy. There's a Mox, reprinting Mox, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that fucking Mox. This Mox Amber, you know how Morrow's, one of Morrow's rules is don't do something just because, you know, you want to do it. Oh, my God, does this violate it. Mox Amber is shit. They only did it just so they could say that they put a Mox in this fucking set. This card is awful. Anyone who is excited about this card is a fucking moron because it does the exact opposite of what the Moxes are supposed to do yeah and it feels like it feels like they really 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 want to print a mox but they have to like neuter it so badly to even like print it it's like whatever doesn't seem great name me a deck that wants this name me a deck that wants an artifact that produces mana of a color of something that's on the board i mean it's just like you know any other fucking artifact thing that can do that there's nothing special about it Well, I think that's pretty special, John. I think you're special. I think you're special, Sid. Focus, focus. So, I mean, like, what about Squee the Immortal, man? Like, how much potential for abuse is that? It's people He's, love Squee, first of all. He's a fucking iconic Squee. character. I mean, this was this is like, oh, let's put a cod from the original in there. What's the cod that will have the absolute least impact on literally fucking anything and is never gonna see competitive Oh I know, it's Squee. I love Squee in my Perforos commander deck because he just keeps entering the battlefield, bitches. But ow. No, but you can cast this guy from your graveyard or from exile, man. So like I don't know. I think that a card like that is going to be good in this Hollow One deck that we've seen around in Modern. You don't think that this squeak could see play in Hollow One, John? Um, you know, I think that number one, you know, you, you 
you got to have a little bit more red than that hollow one deck wants to uh, have him in there. And then, you know, you're going to put him in there and what are you going to take out and how much more benefit is that going to give you? Uh, I mean, there's some pretty fucking bad cards in that hollow one deck. There's like that Kenra or whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, and then we have Rat Colony. Like, a lot of people are excited for Rat Colony because you have your Relentless Rats mm-hmm. and Pack Rat. And, like, the Rat deck could be a yeah, new deck, but, man. But does that work in Standard? Can, is there going to be a Rat deck in Standard? Well, uh, we're not talking about Standard. The, the cards from this uh, no, set I'm are going to totally be played Standard no matter standard. what. You said that I'm, nothing would break into Modern or Legacy. And I'm, I got two cards I'm looking at right here that could see some sort of play in modern at least modern okay i don't in know about modern, legacy dude i don't play in, legacy so in a modern where they just unbanned jace the mind sculptor you think everybody's gonna start running to a rat deck i'm gonna th- I'm, I'm saying arbor elf is gonna see play in some other formats uh arbor elf yeah i guess like that's not a new card though win i win though it means your elves God. so good god damn it tim I mean, you, you're going to see some of these. There's going to be some cute little brew decks out there, but, uh, you know, maybe if they hadn't unbanned, you know, fucking Bloodblade Elf and uh, and uh, uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor, you'd see a little bit more impact. But just all the timing around this set is just so shitty. I mean, they're cutting themselves off at their knees. As it is right now, you can get a box for like 80 bucks. I mean, you can buy a box below MSRP before the freaking pre-release. This is insane. This set is going nowhere. Wow, shit. Yep. John, yeah. it's, it's pretty pretty covered in poop now, John. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Are you are you all depressed about it now? <sighs> yes. Yeah, we're going to be going to Atomic Goblin Games for pre-release if anyone wants to meet us down there. Uh, for uh, yeah, enjoy yeah. your overpriced legendary creatures, fellas. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna hang out. We're probably not even gonna play. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I'm I I don't think I want to play magic anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I only like overcosted legendaries. Ugh. I was happier when we were talking about Hacksaw Jim Duggan, but not in all seriousness, though, I'm still down for this set. Like, uh, I was pretty excited about um, just seeing what the new changes to uh, Limited will be like, because I don't feel like I feel like the past two blocks, I'm a cat and Ixalan, like the first set, the big set, it was just overly aggressive and like you had to wait for the second set to come out in order for it to get more dirtly and fun, like the way I like to play limited. And like you're gonna be able I think that this set is gonna be pretty dirtly for limited, man. Like it doesn't look like it's gonna be oh, yeah. very aggressive. It's it's and definitely it's gonna be down. fun, dude. I also think though that this set is is uh one of those where if you hit a real bomb, I mean you're the whole thing's over you've won you've just completely there's won. so many though there's so many bombs dude limited bombs yes enchantment removal is going to be huge in draft I, I i don't know if i like sets like that where you're like drafting disenchant like highly 
You know, like, that's a removal spell now. Well, I mean, they have that cool card and maybe this is something else that could see some play in modern or legacy uh broken bond it's a one in a green destroy target artifact or enchantment you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield uh that's extra land play that's ramp and removal that's sweet like i, I like that card i will play that card i will i will play that card all right guys I got to wrap it up, but uh, the girl girl still contracted something. So, Sid, where can we find you? Oh, man, I don't want to say all that stuff. My throat's all scratchy. All right, I'll edit it in from last time. Well, you can find us, as always, over on the Facebook group, Magic and Hash. It's a closed group. We're posting all types of fucked up memes and making all types of fucked up jokes on each other. Just get in on that because that is some serious flavor right there. When you can't listen to the podcast, that gets you in the in-between time. Still able to hang out with your homies. Uh, if you want to slide some of them duggets our way, though, head on over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash magic and hash. Kick us a couple of bucks. Help us, you know, support the show. It's not free to put out these podcasts, but we love it so much. We don't mind, you know, paying for it. And it's always going to be free for you guys. But it would be cool if like. You know, if you love hanging out with us and shit like that and just want to kick a couple bucks our way, any little bit counts, even like a fucking dollar a month. And you can even come be on the show as a special guest on the show. So you can actually come hang out with us and get in on an episode of Magic and Hash, you know, so check that out. John, making big, big things happen. You can find me at uh, Big John's Used Kaladesh Vehicles Depot. Remember, they're there until quarter four, twenty eighteen. Uh, and also, John is selling plots of land in Dominaria. Get them while they're hot. That's right. It's going to be a hot real estate market there for about uh, six months, and then maybe quarter nineteen will save us. Jesus Christ! Get your carns now, over and out. All right, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put my next couple weeks worth of pay to buy these pre-release carns. I feel like that's a good financial decision. Do it. He's gonna go up. He's gonna go up, guys. Every deck's gonna play him. He's colorless. Oof. Every deck needs that. This is more disappointing than the Tezzeret card. Dude, it's just like, I don't even care about the Planeswalkers anymore because, I mean, yeah, sure, you might play them in standard or whatever, but in draft, you don't even care about that. It, I'm just excited for this set in general. The flavor of it's fucking awesome. And there's some strong cards in this set, dude. And it's going to be sweet limited. And goblins, dude, come on. I don't know, dude. John, you have not successfully killed my boner for Dominaria, sir. Look, man, I think the draft is going to be awesome on this. I agree with you on that. Um, I think it might be a little bit hinky because of some of the bombs out there. And if you draft well uh, for your bombs, then you're just going to blow shit out of the water. Kind of like in Ravnica. Force Merfolk. Force Merfolk. (laughs) Jesus. All right, later, dude. Okay, talk to you later, guys. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> my
Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. Too smug, but I can't keep him off me. We need this thing, you can seem too saucy. Hashtag legend, I can't keep these fakes up off me. Who got the twinkle bending sauce? Yeah. Who got them things I hear so hard? Yeah. Who got the flavor? Please break the brains, yeah. I'm grilling them all and taking them names, so stop it. You better stop it. See me falling off is not an option. I see you plotting, trying to wonder how we got this popping. It took a lot, man. Can't even front, I want the spot, man. They say they love us because we serving everything. You not, man. What's that about? You Twitter beefing for some clout. Your customers is in the drought. They loving me with no doubt. I'm selling the large amounts. You should have just took this route. They thinking you can wing it. They stop shopping with you. No wonder your name's repeated. Your stock looking deleted. Your wave is just receding again. Game. Need a new leader, the game gave it no meaning. Wendy from Mount Columbus. I had to step outside of Twitter just to leave my fans with something. Uh.